Welcome to the Inside Texas Football YouTube channel, powered by InsideTexas.com. I'm Joe Cook. I got Justin Wells with me. We got another episode of Recruiting Intel here on the Inside Texas Football YouTube channel. And Justin, we got a little bit of everything uh, today. We're going to talk a lot of portal. Of course, the the junior day is going to be here before we know it this upcoming weekend. But yeah. a lot of portal news and even some class of 2024 news. So uh, ready to jump right into it? Man, let's rock and roll, man. So uh, first thing on the agenda today, Alabama linebacker Kendrick Blackshire takes an official visit to Texas over the past weekend, uh, a Duncanville product in the 2021 class, um, someone who definitely saw time uh, for the Crimson Tide defense. I, I actually had the Alabama-Texas game on today, and during one of the final drives, uh, Blackshire was there playing middle linebacker number 40 for the Tide. Uh, someone who has seen the field, you know, some over the course of the past three seasons after leaving Duncanville, but someone who Texas likes maybe uh, in a little bit of an expanded role, one that has him wreaking havoc on special teams. Yeah, this is a this is a this is a guy Texas wants because they know they're going to need big middle inside linebackers in the SEC. You know, uh, they need those big boys. And let me tell you something, Blackshire. He checks the boxes. You're talking about a 6'2", 6'2 245, 250-pound pound guy. Like, th this dude was big in high school. I remember covering him at Mesquite Horn when he was a sophomore, and he transfers to Duncanville, had a great career there, and obviously went to Bama. He didn't play a whole lot at Alabama, but sometimes that's not because of a lack of talent. That's a lack of being behind a bunch of people in the, on the depth chart. And sometimes that can be significant. Sometimes that that matters. And so uh, he made it. He made actually took a trip to Ole Miss on Friday. Got to see Lane Kiffin. Uh, got to get to hang out in Oxford for a little bit. Get the sale there. And then he came to Austin. And he's got a lot of close friends. Like people don't realize these DFW kids in these classes in the last three or four years are all really close. And we've seen a a bunch of them jump to Austin. And so he's been hearing good things. From, from players in the, in, the, in, the, in the program already. And apparently he heard a lot of other good things, and that's what's meeting linebacker coach Johnny Nansen, getting to catch up with, with head coach Steve Sarkeesian. Um, I think we're going to see a decision relatively soon, Joe. I mean, he, he, he has to enroll here pretty quick. Classes are, are getting started up. Uh, it's going to come down to Texas and Ole Miss. I put in an RPM for, for, for Texas. Uh, simply because, you know, a couple sources had indicated that they're the clear leader and that that's where he should go. And so we'll see if that comes to fruition. But I think I think Ole Miss gave him a really good sell. But I think Texas kind of just had familiarity. It was a lot closer to home. I think that really resonated with his family. And so right now I definitely like uh, Blackshire to Texas. Yeah, a lot of South Dallas influence on that Longhorn locker room at this point. And uh, yeah. Blackshire, even though he was at Mesquite Horn, like you mentioned, uh, he's definitely part of that South Dallas influence as well. And maybe that'll be what gets Texas across the, the finish line. There's this is basically it. It's not there's nobody else other than Ole Miss and Texas, correct? No, no. Those are the two. Those are the two that came to the forefront. Those were the two that jumped in as soon as he hit the portal. So I, I, those unless another team pops into the mix, you know, you, you always factor SMU. Because they're, you know, they're really big on those Metroplex kids and keeping kids in Dallas. But I have not heard anything outside of Ole Miss and Texas. I think this kid wants to play, keep playing in the SEC. That's where it looks like his decision will come from. We'll keep an eye on that. 
kind of think about it from the linebacker perspective. You're you're losing Jalen Ford, your your man in the middle. Uh, but there's a lot of returning talent at that linebacker spot. Some of it unproven, uh, but yeah. some of it more proven, like Anthony Hill, uh, David Benda. Uh, this would have probably, you know, especially now that Jelani McDonald's starting his career out, maybe in the defensive backfield. Yeah. You needed a, to find somebody, and you added Ty Anthony Smith, of course, in this class, but you, you wanted somebody who you could maybe deploy there uh, this season and give those younger yes. guys maybe a little bit more time to, to develop, and uh, that's probably what their their intentions are with going after Blackshire, uh, seeing if they can not only get a, a Texas and South Dallas guy back home, but, hey, help that linebacker class of 2023 get some time to develop and have a guy who knows what – life in the SEC is like. I want to move on to a another transfer. We're talking about Oregon wide receiver transfer Silas Bolden, uh, who also just took an official visit to, to Texas this past weekend. A lot of stuff going on on the 40 acres uh, between cold weather uh, and early enrollees arriving. Uh, Silas Bolden was there uh, taking his official. What's the latest you're hearing on Bolden as it relates to the Longhorns? You know, it's funny how, you know, Eric really nailed it, our, our, our managing partner at Inside Texas, when he said wide receiver recruiting, portal recruiting is going to be as fluid as it gets. And before the week began, I'm not sure Silas Bolden knew that Texas was going to be adding another transfer portal receiver, it, the second one, to join Matthew Golden in Alabama transfer Isaiah Bond. But they did. And so I got 100 questions right after that saying, well, is Silas Bolden still a take? Checked in with a couple sources within the Texas program, and I was told, yes, they definitely still want Bolden. Uh, there's a chance that he can kind of fit many different roles, kind of a gadget back water bug type. You know, he can play some slot. He can do some jet sweep stuff. He could probably do some stuff in the backfield if needed as well, because he is dynamic with the football in his hands and he's built. He might be small, but he is stocky. He had a great time. Bolden had a great time. He just went he went to Twitter yesterday and, and put out some pictures from his visit. And, and so they're in the mix. But Bolden's one that I feel like is, is going to take a little bit more time. Uh, he's got a couple other visits already, already scheduled. One to Arizona, another to Washington. I don't think the Arizona trip is going to happen. Uh, Jed Fish obviously took the job uh, that Kalen DeBoer left when he went to Tuscaloosa. So now... He's trading, he's trading uh, from Tucson to, to the Pacific Northwest. I feel like we'll see Bolden take that trip to Washington. Now, he's got some family ties, I'm told, to walk to the University of Washington. He's from the West Coast. He, uh, Eric and I were talking about him the other day on our Inside the Program. He's from Rancho Cucamonga. And before I saw the movie next Friday, I didn't think that was a real place. Like, I thought that was a made-up neighborhood with just with purple houses. But apparently it really is a place, <laughs> Eric assured me. And so it's not Retro Chocomonga, but it is. Um, he's a West Coast kid, and he's got some ties to Washington. And so Bolton might look, take a step back and look at the receiver room and, and, and might look for a spot where he could get more targets. That's why I don't think it's a done deal to Texas. I think Texas set the plate and did really well. But at the same time, there's more guys in that room than there were 48 hours ago. And they're still looking at 2024 five-star Ryan Williams, who's going to be on campus January 27th for an official visit. And they've got some good momentum and buzz there as well. And so Bolden looking at Washington, they're losing their three top guys, Joe. The, the, I mean, the, the targets are going to be immense four, up there. Four. Four. Jeremy Bernard's four. leaving too. There you go. Bernard as well. Good call. And so I think 
it's going to come it's going to come down to um, playing time. I think it's going to come down to availability and production. And like I said, Texas, Texas, you know, they, they, they put the cell together. They, they want him on campus. But we're going we to have to wait and see what these other visits uh, tr- when they transpire, kind of see what happens there. And so I think with Bolden, we're kind of in a, a little bit of a holding pattern. Yeah, we've long talked about his his fit, I guess, maybe not doing the exact same thing as Keelan Robinson did, but doing a lot of those types of things yes. being used all over the field. Uh, heck, even at the end of the year, Savion Red had some of that going for him outside of his Wildcat stuff. Uh, we've gotten questions on Inside Texas and even kind of on social media, seeing it pop up. When When is the, the last day some of these guys can can get in? Because uh, remember, they are um, they are students still. This is college football. They do have to go to school. Uh, at least as far as Texas goes, the twelfth class day is January thirty first, um, and that's when I think they need to get uh, permission from whatever school dean or, or something like that. But they'll make sure these guys are the, that. That's the day. Uh, that's yeah. basically the the point, the deadline that they have to have them in by. Justin, anything else on Silas Bolden? No, just I, you know, he would be another piece to this offense. You know, the the big question was, man, you're losing a lot of wide receivers. How do you replace that room? Well, this is how you do it. You you develop a John C. Cook and a DeAndre Moore. You bring in a Ryan Wingo and a Parker Livingstone. And then you get transfers, Matthew Golden and Isaiah Bond and potentially Silas Bolden. And you're still in the mix for 2024 five-star Ryan Williams. So Chris Jackson is settling into the 40 acres quite nicely right now yeah it's a good time to be a wide receiver coach under a steve sarkeesian offense (laughs) before we get to the next topic we gotta thank our sponsor andre the lawyer andre the lawyer is a long time inside texas user they never take more than their clients no win no pay and no upfront costs they've been helping injured texans all over the state whether you're in a slip and fall uh 18-wheeler accident car wreck an on-the-job injury or wrongful death Call Andre the lawyer. Every client gets a personalized text message number so they can contact the team and get direct access to their lawyer all day and night. Principal office in Dallas, call 214-444-8808, 214-444-8808. Justin, this is uh, some uh, news that's kind of broken over the past couple of days uh at, you know he announced via on threes Hayes Fawcett Amari Nyblack who caught a touchdown against the Longhorns back during week two that he planned to enter the transfer portal uh whether he enters or not he's got you know these 30 days after Nick Saban retired uh in order to you know to make that decision announce his plans to likely going to end up there barring something unforeseen um, but hey, this is a with with Jatavian Sanders on the way out, declaring for the NFL draft, and some thin depth behind and unproven depth behind uh, Gunnar Helm. Um, this was one that that I think if Texas starts pursuing, makes a lot of sense for all parties. Yeah, you know, we talked about it. You know, you and I do these videos all the time. We talked about in the off season when it first started. You know, what are portal needs? And I don't think we did a show without mentioning tight end. I mean, you lose Jatavian Sanders, who really left an imprint on the Texas football program. The guy set records, Joe, and we were fortunate enough to to watch him through high school and in college. And he's going to do his thing in the league next year. Uh, Gunnar Helm was has it really came on. I felt like last year became a very viable number two tight end and, and allowed them to do a lot of what they wanted to 
personnel wise. Now with with Sanders out, you know, that they've got a little bit of depth there, but it's just undeveloped. You know, Juan Davis has been around for a while, but Spencer Shannon still going, still getting it down. Will Randall, same way. Jordan Washington will be on campus, but that's going to take some time. So they needed to hit the tight end position. And, and I think we were even talking about this the other day. You know, we were wondering what tight end is going to hit. And then the news broke. Nye Black. This kid's a monster. Like he's what, 6'5", about 240? I mean, he's got some Jermaine Gresham traits. I mean, this kid is big and 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 and, and was solid for, for, for Alabama this last season. I feel like Texas is going to have the most interest when, when, once he enters the portal. I'm not certain of, of a visit. We don't we don't know that yet. We're definitely checking. We're, 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 we're hitting sources on that one. But listen, they need a tight end and a guy that I wouldn't say is ready made but looks the part already and has experience and, and has done, done the hard work in the SEC, that's a guy you might want to add to this roster, right? add to this program. And so I, I'm, I'm a little excited with this one because I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm curious to see how this is going to play out because you bring in Nye Black, which, like I said, tight end was that last spot to me on the offensive side. They filled holes everywhere else, Joe, except tight end. If they can bring in a guy like Nye Black and he can come in and make an, make an early impact, <laughs> this offense just got even more dangerous. And so I, I'm curious to see how this plays out. Yeah, absolutely. Nye Black had, I'm looking at his stats right now, 20 catches for 327 yards and four touchdowns. I think production-wise, that's uh, just a little bit behind uh, where – or not a little bit behind, it's behind Jatavian Sanders. Um, and yeah. a part of that has to do with Jatavian Sanders being who he is and – also the the differing quarterback situations between Alabama and Texas. But like you said, this guy looks like an Alabama tight end. When you think of all those guys you've seen over the years and and guys who play that position for that program, this, he, he looks like one. Um, And and Texas saw pretty good evidence of that in that game. Like I mentioned, he had a long touchdown reception over the middle. Uh, Jaron Thompson, Anthony Hill, uh, I think even Ryan Watts missed a couple tackles and, Nye Black uh, was able to to reap the benefits of it, and yeah, you know Texas is obviously going to pursue. Hey, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised, or maybe not obviously going to pursue, but this is a name to watch for Texas. Wouldn't yes. be surprised if you see Ole Miss get involved, like they seem to with literally anybody worth a darn in the portal. Um, and you know this is just another example of trying to upgrade oh. that roster. You talk about churning the bottom of the roster. Well, if you lose pieces from the top of the roster, you can now go and get top of the roster quality players. And I think a, a Texas pursuit of Amari Nyblack, if it comes to be, would be indication of that. Anything else on Nyblack before we kind of jump into one little high school recruiting tidbit? No, I, I, I'm, I'm curious to see if he's going to wind up visiting Texas. We'll know really soon. And the only way for you guys to know, you got to come to InsideTexas.com, guys. You've got to check it out. We have got a deal right now, a dollar for a month. There is really not a better time to join Inside Texas. We have the best community. Let us earn your dollar. The only way you're going to know more about Nye Black is watching this Inside Texas football YouTube channel and going to InsideTexas.com. So just refresh. We'll keep you posted. One last little tidbit, 2024 defensive lineman Dontre Robinson, uh, who's from Orlando Jones High School, was set to be an early enrollee. And uh, over this holiday weekend, you saw from Texas social media, heck, we even put a story about it, uh, about that together on Inside Texas, uh, just social media, whether it be from parents or uh, the players themselves showing up. 
one of the players who was supposed to show up was Dontre Robinson. And I think if you saw a tweet from, from Taylor Sarles and also just kind of the buzz around the weekend, Dontre was not welcome to the 40 acres. Now, for the record, neither was Ty Anthony Smith, but we saw pictures of him being moving into his dorm. But uh, Dontre Robinson's, uh, I guess, absence from that list was was notable, especially when he's at a position of need and one that currently doesn't have a, a position coach uh, there for him once he shows up on campus. Yeah, you know, this is the residual effect of losing a Bo Davis. You know, the guy was a good recruiter and an even, be- even better developer. And, and, and some of these kids committed, you know, to the school and some of them commit to the coaches. You know, Alex January, there was buzz that Alex January was going to look around. And, and after I talked to him on Sunday, he knocked or Saturday, he knocked that down really fast. He said, man, I'm going to be at Texas. Melvin Hills was a little bit of buzz. And, and he's a kid that's not an early enrollee, but I don't think there's anything to watch there either. DeAndre Robinson's wind up. That's the name that, okay, he, he might be trying to get out of his letter intent. He was supposed to move in yesterday. From what we understand, he's still in Orlando mulling his options. Uh, we as, as we're taping this, we don't know if he's asked, requested for his uh, to be out of his letter of intent. Well, that, that that's unsure right now. Um, it would be a, it would be a little burn because Robinson was was one of the better defensive players I thought in this in this top three national class and his senior tape he might have been the best of the D linemen on that senior tape and I know January and Hills had great years too but Robinson seemed like he did a little bit of everything from stuff in the run from tackles for loss for getting quarterback pressures blocking field goals catching touchdowns and jumbo packages. DeAndre Robinson is a guy. I had a source tell me last night that, you know, if he does get out of his LOI, LSU seems to probably be the leader there, which would make total sense. He'd follow Bo Davis to Baton Rouge, but we don't know for sure. We don't know for sure. Maybe Sark gets on the horn with him. Maybe the new D-line coach gets named soon and and they get that stuff straightened out. I'm, I'll am i be, I'll tell you, I, I hope Robinson winds up in Austin. I, I think he is a take. I think he's a guy that could probably play a little bit early. He definitely would be great uh, for depth uh, once they get into the SEC and, and get into that bully ball. But right now we're in a holding pattern, Joe. Robinson's kind of reevaluating where he's at, and I don't necessarily blame him. You know, Bo Davis was a, was a big guy for him, and that was a, that was a big, close connection he had. And so if he winds up coming to Austin, I figure he'll wind up at LSU or Florida. Uh, but we don't know that yet. Let, let, let's give Sark and those guys a little bit more time, and let's see what comes out. You know, throughout most of the recruitments that we've covered, I think, this past year, most were pretty run-of-the-mill. Uh, there wasn't a lot of guys making it very dramatic, and not that they don't have the, the right to do that, but one of the recruitments that saw some intrigue throughout the course of its life and um, even after Robinson committed was was his. I think he visited Florida, and he didn't tell the coaches uh, the Texas coaches about that. That's right. um, that's and right. that's a little bit different than, than, you know, Jarrett Gibson, who also visited Florida, but was also very open uh, with the coaches and, and to Shard's yeah. choice about that. So Robinson did that. There were some details that had to get ironed out after that. Um, basically he, I think he visited Texas pretty soon again, after that visit happened, everything was ironed out, signed his, uh, signed his letter of intent. But now with Bo Davis leaving Texas for LSU, Throws another wrench uh, into the this this recruitment again, um, and it, you know it makes sense for him uh, considering his options to to not enroll because you know if you can get out of your NLI before you even show up on campus, heck, Xavier Worthy did that. 
Uh, Xavier Worthy got out of his Michigan letter of intent and then became a, a Longhorn after he saw Sarkeesian's offense at Texas. So um, you do that, it's a little bit easier than to go through the transfer portal and um, you know use your one-time transfer already, or maybe multi-time now, considering the NCAA is kind of powerless. Uh, but you know it, it makes <laughs> sense for him uh, to go ahead and not enroll if he's not sure. Um, right. But we'll, we'll keep track of this. Hopefully it'll all get ironed out. We'll have a resolution in short. If order. he catches 32 touchdowns like Worthy did, somebody's going to get a steal. I know that. No doubt. Justin, anything else? Got a lot of recruiting. We'll have way more, hopefully, over the course of the next few days and especially heading into the junior day on Saturday. Anything else? No, man. I think we nailed it. Uh, just a reminder, Ryan Williams. Guys, Texas Texas is pushing here. That's the 2024 five-star uh, wide receiver that reclassified from the class of 2025. His quarterback at Sarah Land is uh, K.J. Lacey, committed to the 2025 class for Texas. Jumped in uh, last year or early on last year. Um, I think there's some there, there's some real momentum there, and I think Texas feels good. They just need to get him on campus. Auburn's going to be the big battle there. But for anybody that needed a little Ryan Williams update, that's that. Wait till he gets on campus and we'll know a little bit more. But, hey, man, that's a, that, that's a good wrap-up right there, brother. I'm with you. Thank you so much for watching this video. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel. Justin, we'll do this again next week. Thank you for watching Inside Texas Football.